Welcome to the Church Times podcast. Try 10 issues for £10 or two months access to our website and apps also for £10. Go to churchtimes.co.uk forward slash new hyphen reader. Dave, welcome back to the Church Times podcast. Thank you, Ed. It's great to be here. Now, our readers and listeners will be very familiar with your cartoons, and I know they really appreciate your cartoons each week in the Church Times, and, and there's been many compilations of the cartoons in books and in other formats, such as you know, tea towels and, and calendars and cards. Some may be aware, but others may not know that you're very passionate about cycling, and you draw cartoons about cycling as well. Could, could, I just, could you take us back to what sort of prompted that expansion of your creative repertoire? Yeah, sure. So I've been been drawing cartoons in general since um, I guess since the 90s or so, um, and I started Church Times in 2005, and it just seemed like a good idea to do something different as well because um, you know as much as I try and come up with a brilliant idea every week for Church Times, you know that I uh, there are only so many <laughs> drawings in the world. And so, yeah, I just thought I'd have to give it a go just to draw about something else that I know about. And so that was really how it started. So I, I think it was probably about nine years ago now when I first started doing them. And you're a keen cyclist. How long have you been into cycling? Yeah, so I've always, I've always cycled um, from, you know, as a child. At one point when I was at university, I used to be in the racing scene. So I used to do bike racing of various sorts. These days, it's it's mostly for me about it's a way of getting about, you know. So I use a bike. I'm quite fortunate where I live. There's good places to ride a bike, um, you know, around town. I can get most places. And then I enjoy, you know, for leisure as well, you know, going off exploring. So yeah, it's a it's an important part of my life. And your your new book is called From A to B: A Cartoon Guide to Getting Around by Bike. And in this week's Church Times, you sort of bring together your interest in cycling and church don't you because you ask a key question about what form of transport do people take to get to church why, why was this an important question to ask yeah so as far as i'm aware i've never knowingly heard anyone talk about transport in church which might seem like a logical enough thing because it's not part of our core message but actually how we travel does have quite an impact on on the world and on, on other people and so it seems like an interesting thing to think about and you know we live in a society which is very much dominated by you know the car is the natural way for most people to get around um particularly where i live you know it's uh, it just almost goes without saying that you will go places by car and it struck me that as the church we should maybe um particularly as we're thinking about our climate impacts you know, it was a good thing to think about alternatives. Um, and so I could have, you know, this could have been about walking or public transport, but cycling is the thing I know about and actually I think is a really brilliant way for us to think about, you know, as a, as a way of getting around, not just as a, a sport or as a leisure activity. Do you think it's particularly important at a time now when quite a lot of people don't necessarily attend regularly their parish church within walking distance but they may well drive a few miles to church depending on their churchmanship and therefore do you think the use of cars on a Sunday morning or Sunday evening is, is particularly important? Yeah but I, I think I think uh, a lot of people drive even if they do attend quite a local church I think a lot of people drive and it's 
you know, it's not unusual to, um, if I'm cycling on a Sunday morning, I go past the church. My services are on a Sunday evening, just so you understand. Um, <laughs> um, it's not unusual to see a very full car park, you know, uh, um, so churches in the countryside sort of, you know, see cars parked all along the verges. You know, I think it just is accepted as the way that people get around. Um, and for a lot of people, it's the way they need to get around, but uh, not for everyone. And so, yeah, I, I think it's good to encourage those who can think about an alternative to do so. And one of the things that comes through in your piece is um, you've spoken to people who really talk about the benefits of cycling. Um, could you talk about what some of those benefits are that you found? So um, I spoke to all kinds of people, a lot of clergy who who find it a really useful way to be seen around the parish and a good way to sort of for their kind of mental well-being you know to kind of de-stress between other things they're doing and also it sort of gives you, you the ability to stop if you want to to chat to somebody or if you don't want to you know um unlike when you're walking when you sort of maybe feel obligated to stop you can just sail on past um <laughs> It's the best of both worlds when it comes to uh, choosing whether you want to uh, have a conversation. Um, but I mean, obviously, it's it's good for your health. It's good in terms of not um, causing pollution, climate, you know, mental well-being. It's you know, it, it sort of ticks a lot of boxes, I think. And also spiritual benefits, I think you found. Yeah. So. Um, I spoke to a couple of people who who actually found it put them in a better state of mind for worship. Um, that actually, yeah, there was a church organist who who found that by starting their Sunday morning by on the bike, it kind of put them in a more, you know, I don't know, woke them up and and put them in a more sort of positive frame of mind to start start the the day. And it, it sort of gives you a chance to sort of think about the world as you're passing through in a way that maybe driving doesn't do. When I was working more frequently in the office, I cycled in and out every day. And one, one of the struggles I had kind of emotionally and spiritually was drivers, dangerous drivers, and my own response to inconsiderate driving, perhaps getting angry. I didn't always find it terribly um, spiritually beneficial. No, no, that's, that's a fair point. Um, yeah, and I, I think that is that is the number one reason why people don't cycle. And it depends a lot where you live and the journey that you have to do as to the extent to which you will be subjected to drivers, you know, coming too close to you and making you feel, as you say, um, anything other than spiritual in your outlook. Um, so, yes, it is, an, it is a big issue. And... Um, it's certainly something that uh, I, I mean. I think I think for my for my viewpoint, it's something that I'm really keen to campaign about. That you know we should have safe routes so that people should be able to cycle without feeling in danger. Uh, those who are able to, those who want to, should be able to. And so, you know, I think it'd be great if if that was something that churches were were keen on in their local area. You know, think you know how can people who want to and in fact some people who need to you know driving a car can be quite an expensive thing that not everyone can do so um by giving 
by there being safe space for people to ride a bike, actually you're opening up to be able to get around to more people um, than you might otherwise be. Yeah, I was going to ask, what, what can the church do to encourage cycling among both clergy and laity? Is there anything at a, at a national level that could be done? Yeah, so I think national and, and local. Um, so, I mean, on a national level, you know, the one idea I put forward in the piece is, um, you know, electric bikes are a great, have been a great move forward in terms of opening up cycling to people for whom, you know, distances or hills made it a bit too difficult. But actually, the introduction of electric bikes means that hills are not such a problem and you can go further than you might think you'd be able to. Um, so why not have an initiative where, you know, either help clergy to buy an electric bike or even my radical idea was you know it would probably pay for itself if you gave each member of the clergy an electric bike everyone who wanted one you know i suspect in terms of a mileage petrol and car repair expenses it wouldn't be that many years before it actually paid for itself um anyway that was my uh, slightly more radical idea but and locally i mean i think providing somewhere for people to leave their bikes when they get to the church building um that's a fairly key one so whether it's somewhere where they can bring their bikes indoors you know if there's space but otherwise there are ways you can get a bike parking bike rack you know there are grants some parts of the country can actually get free bike parking for an organization or a business and in those places you can't then you know why not inquire as to whether there are kind of local there's local money available for that kind of thing it's quite often the case that it's not that much of a difficult thing to do um, once you start looking around um, what about the families with children um getting to church yeah there's a brilliant facebook group called family cycling which i mean i don't have children myself but i am a member of this group because various um i've done various things drawings involving family cycling and so i've sort of interacted with people there and i know um the people who run it but um but that's a, a brilliant group with loads of ideas and you know people talking about their bikes and you know buying a bike you know all that kind of thing how they manage it um and yeah lots of people can't do it i mean obviously it does depend where you live and there are some places you wouldn't feel safe riding with children that's um I totally get that but um actually um yeah a lot of people are finding it's very doable and so i i asked um on that group and i had a huge number of responses from people who cycled to church um with their children and i was only able to use a couple but you know i, I could have um written 10 times as much you know quite easily you know based on their experiences so it is happening i i find in the when the sun comes out in spring or summer, as I'm cycling to work, suddenly all these cyclists appear in the bike lanes. And then I get quite judgmental as, as you know, autumn sets in winter, there's only a few of us left, you know, really weathering the, persevering through the rain. I mean, are there any tips you give people for coping with wet weather or cold weather or just persevering when it really doesn't seem very attractive to cycle? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's difficult, isn't it? Um, but actually, I think the experience of people who do ride a bike is that it doesn't, if, if rain is really the you know the, the big issue then um, it doesn't actually rain enough to stop you uh, that many days in a year if you were to measure it um, there are some 
and you know just having waterproof clothing obviously is is uh, can 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 help um but I, I you know i did speak to i did speak to some people who said yes if it's really bad weather then i will find another way of of traveling but actually it's uh, there are ways around it and once you once you sort of get used to doing it it doesn't it's not that such a big deal um human skin is essentially waterproof so you know uh, maybe take a towel with you and at the other end yeah yeah i mean uh, yeah i mean it depends on what your role is in the service but you know some clergy have instead of having to carry their robes would have you know something at the different churches there you know for instance so you know it depends depends what you're what you're doing but um i think in in terms of the practical advice i did receive huge amounts of really useful information um of which i'm afraid only a quite a small amount of repeat but um you know it's um it was brilliant to hear all the different ways that people had of trying to make it work I'm just thinking about um, if people are thinking of starting to cycle and, and buy a bike. I mean, are there any tips for? I know there's often these very expensive bikes around, and that might put people off. And well, they're quite affordable options, which which work quite well. Yeah, it's uh, so at the moment it's a bit of a tricky time because cycling has been during 2020 in lockdown. You know, cycling became very popular, and so a lot of the more basic bikes or entry level bikes, um, to use industry terminology. Um, you know they sold out very quickly um but they do still exist and so you sometimes just have to have a bit of a be on a waiting list but yes yeah, so i think there's there's ways to um spend less money if you need to quite as with most things in life if you spend a bit more you do get something that you will probably be happier using for longer and will do a better job but that said there are budget options um and second hand you know buying a bike second hand is is uh, can be quite a a good way of doing it um especially a year after people started buying huge numbers of people started buying bikes uh, you know there are a reasonable number who decided maybe it wasn't the thing for them after all so you know second hand bikes are available but you know without having had a huge amount of use and dave about your the book we're also talking about today um can you just give us a brief sort of overview of what what readers can expect to find yeah sure so um so this is the second cycling book i've i've done the first one was about the kind of world of cycling in all its all its quirks um and it focused quite a bit on the the kind of the sports and the racing side of cycling as well as you know everyday cycling but this one is far more a kind of a a guide to the basics of of using a bike as a means of getting around so it's not so much about the sports side of cycling as just using a bike as a, a great means of transportation so um apart from you know um just general humor about cycling uh you know i go through about getting started how to choose a bike um advice for beginners and then i talk quite a lot about the problem of uh of traffic and how that can make people feel unsafe and what we can do to make ourselves feel safer and then a lot about the infrastructure you know the safe places to ride a bike 
Um, and then I, I, I answer objections that people have, you know, cyclists do this or do that or don't do this, don't do that. So I, I sort of answer some of those objections. And then I say a bit about how cycling can be a, you know, a real force for good from a social justice point of view, from an environmental point of view, and how um, cycling is being opened up to more people. So, you know, people with disabilities can have especially adaptive bikes and, you know, because of electric bikes, more people can cycle and that kind of thing. So, yeah, so that, those are the kind of topics. So it, it's, it's, it's humour, but hopefully with quite a lot of actual useful information kind of cunningly inserted throughout as well. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Church Times podcast. You can find more news, analysis, comment and book reviews on our website, churchtimes.co.uk. If you are not yet a subscriber to the Church Times, you can try your first 10 issues for just £10. You'll get the paper delivered to your door every Friday, plus full access to our website and digital archive. Go to churchtimes.co.uk forward slash subscribe to find out more. The music for this podcast was provided by Sought After Sounds. Tune in next Friday for the next episode. Thank you.